When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I'm your host, as always, and I'm joined this week by two of my favourite podders who were available today. First of all, it's the splendid Mr. Cammy Bell. David, thank you for asking me onto the flagship. Always a pleasure to be speaking to you. Uh, just for anybody who's listening into this, this is not the former Rangers goalkeeper, Cammy Bell, because I noticed a couple of, <laughs> couple of Cammy's quotes from a previous show uh, ended up on the internet uh, being attributed to the former Rangers goalkeeper, Cammy Bell. This is the original <laughs> Cammy Bell, the one who's been on Heartland since 2010. So uh, just in case the, the former... Uh, Rangers goalkeeper Cammy Bell hears that he's been saying certain things uh, he hasn't. Also joining me to complete the triumvirate today is James Forrest. No, not that one. Hello, James. Hello, David. Hello, Cammy. Thank you for that wee amendment in there, David. Yes, that very much applies to me as well uh, in a much more serious manner. So thank you for clearing that up. Yes. Uh, so if anyone's listening, their names are similar to if anyone journalists are listening, the names are similar, but it's not those people. So let's just get and I'm not the former Canadian international nor the playwright either. Uh, the BBC once phoned me up. I think, you know, they've got like a list of names for people who have ever contributed in their shows. And they once phoned me up and asked if I had any thoughts on the National Theatre uh, employing a new director. And I said, well, I'd no, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. Um, but, yeah, it turned out they wanted to play right and not me. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Let's talk Rangers because there's plenty to talk about this week. And we'll get to the match in a minute. But it would be remiss, I think, not to start with something we were all talking about on uh, Thursday, Friday of last week. And that was, of course, Castor. Um, Some really really bad stuff coming out about Castor. Now, there's been problems, as we all know, with uh, delivery of certain strips, 
and there have been quality issues on some of the some of the kits. Castor brought out a statement last Thursday night, but the the real damning one was, of course, that it appeared a couple of school jumpers had been bought and had Rangers crest and Castor crest ironed onto it and then sent out. Now my take on it is the Castor. Yeah, I've taken on this this enormous contract that they had no experience of of doing, and despite repeated warnings, they're not the first. They won't be the last. That nobody gets the size of Rangers until they're experienced in it, and that can happen. Um, there is a global pandemic going on. COVID is an issue, absolutely no doubt about that. But rather than just admitting this and just coming in and saying, Do you know what, we've been caught on the hop. However. We're going to learn. These are the mistakes that we understand we've made. We're going to. We're going to. I think they're trying to corporate speak their way through it, Cami. And I don't think you can do that. When you lose the trust of a customer base, you're not going to get it back by corporate speak. You'll only get it back by admitting it in the first place, and then telling them what you're going to do to fix it. Just trying to say that it's business as usual with a few glitches ain't going to cut the mustard. No, and I think. I mean, we said about the the school jumper thing. I think it said in our that Patreon was a fucking network. disgrace. Yeah, it was. It absolutely was. And I think it said in our Patreon network that that is in itself unacceptable. Um, and I'm not excusing the rest of the things because I think in in some aspects of it, Castor have made some real legitimate mistakes, uh, particularly around the customer service kind of stuff as well. But we'll 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 spin back to that. The challenge that you've got with this, I think, is that the had. The, the water was up to their, their neckline, and as a result of that, they had to get in a third-party manufacturer, which they hadn't used before, probably hadn't done some quality check on it, um, and they just rushed to be able to try and get it out. And that's where I suppose the real mistake is here, that it feels a little bit to me like Castor have tried to get to a point where they want to, to somehow match the demand. which and I, and I do want to caveat that, David, by saying it has been overwhelming. No one, no one, would have said two weeks plus after the shop opening, you're still going to have to wait an hour to be able to try and get into it. I mean, that is unprecedented. Now, the, where Castor should have done this, is said, look, we need to take this one step at a time and just be able to make sure that we line ourselves up properly and understand what it is, but it's a new relationship. They've been caught on massively on the hop, which despite, you know, as you say, a number of warnings from ourselves and another uh, prominent fan media. Um, you can't smoke test these things. That's not a, an excuse. They have to be able to make sure that they do it right. And I think the Ranger support want it done right. They don't want it done quickly. And we, we're all reasonable to an extent. So we would have waited for new things to come out, a delay in strips, a delay in all the new lifestyle stuff. If, if it meant fixing the problems that had occurred at the beginning, they've had some huge successes, Castor. But with the epic failures, they've been epic. Here's my my worry, James, is that for some fans, understandably, it's gone too far now and they won't get it back. Uh, and it's difficult because you lose the trust of people. It's very, very difficult to get it back. But you've got to try to get the trust back. And unless you start from the position of we've, you know, we've, we've cocked up, in certain places. Cammy's right, the, the support are reasonable. We don't have a moan and we're allowed to, but we would understand. But I think just this trying to brazen it out a wee bit, nah, that ain't, that's that's not going to work. And 
they've got to understand that whether or not they they agree with it, that does that's irrelevant. It's you know, customer is always right. It's a case of this is the perception now. And whether you feel it's valid or not, it doesn't matter. You don't get to control people's perception of you. What you get to do is try and work on it and try and change it, but you don't get to tell them their perception is wrong. Mm. Um, for all of us, really, the you know bringing Castor in was turning a page uh, and a new chapter when it comes to the kind of retail side of things because for a number of years, we've had even worse issues. Now, you know, Castor is certainly a better place to be in now than where we were before, much so. Um, but for you can, o- people, you can only play that card once, and I think exactly. you played it. Yeah, I agree. But you can only say it's not sports direct. And that's true, and it is a better deal for Rangers, absolutely. But you can only play that once, and it's been played. And the issue is there are still people who have placed a pre-order back in July, and they've still not got the top. They still don't have the pre-order top. Now, for those people, it's been nothing short of shambolic because, you know, the customer service side of things is non-existent. And it feels as though they've, they didn't think that they would need to get something firmly in place for a situation like that, which given, and, you know, you're saying about COVID and, and all that, again, that's only an excuse you can take so far because all companies are trying to kind of adapt to that and the vast majority have found ways to adapt to that. I still think there is, and it's interesting looking online and talking to people online as well. It's not just one specific issue with Castor. It's a wide range of different wee tiny issues here and there, things that are endemic of a company that are kind of breaking into a new market and they haven't maybe thought this through properly. Now, I still think there's a lot of really, really good things when it comes to Castor. I genuinely, genuinely do. And I totally get if there's some people out there who think it's really, you know, this is just absolutely symbolic and I really don't want anything to do with them. But it's you don't learn unless you make mistakes. And it's really annoying for people that have suffered as a result of the mistakes. If the same issues happen next season, then that's a really, really serious point. The issues that have happened this time around when it's come to pre-orders, when it's come to trying to, you know, put an iron on bloody badges onto school jumpers, X, Y, Z, you can't have that happen again. If it happens again, then that's simply unacceptable. Um, So they really do need to learn quite a few things. I take your point, but you don't learn unless you acknowledge mistakes either. Um, if you if you dig yourselves in and say it's a sin for us, and you feel sorry for yourself, and you you know you you put your back up, then you're not you're not going to learn. And the then problem... the relationship becomes confrontational. The relationship becomes poison, and we end up. We saw what happened with Sports Direct, and nobody wants that. We we just want a normal frigging kit deal. The the problem that you've got with the way how it's set up at the moment, David, is that. It feels like every two minutes when you log on to social media, you see some next form of, of Castor bashing, which is on there because, you know, a, a strip is turned up. It's not turned up. It's turned up with the wrong print on it. It's turned up with things missing on it. It's a school, all that kind of stuff. And you see all that. But the problem you've, <laughs> the problem you've got is you have to see that in social media because Castor are not acknowledging a better, a better mechanism to be able to deal with that from a customer service perspective. Now, Touchwood... I'm fortunate. I've only bought a couple of things, right? So I'm not saying that I've got every time. I'm not you, right? So I don't have loads of stuff that's sitting there that I could say, yeah, all of my stuff is brilliant quality and it's never, 
because if my stuff fell apart, I'd be pissed off, right? I spent a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. All of the kits, whether they're training tops, home, away, third, whatever, they're all expensive. You're buying them for the kids, all that kind of stuff, right? So there's money going out the door. But where can store have failed here? And this is, I think, for me, point number one is get better at doing the customer service side of things so that people aren't having to go public in terms of voicing how pissed off they are because our friends across the city are going to be pissing themselves with this and at the end of the day this is what you want to make sure is happening that they do realize this my hope is that the relationship has had a stumble but it's not completely broken with the fans who have been disappointed and the ball is now firmly back in castor's court to get these things fixed to address it and and learn and that is the underlying statement learn yeah my uh and I, you know, this is just based on on me. As as I wonder, because you can't prove this, it's just a suspicion. Two young guys never had a bump in the road so far. All positive stuff as as they've been building their business. Get the biggest challenge they've ever faced, and they're not handling it well. You know, from an emotional point of view. And if you get that wrong, then it spreads throughout and down. So you know, the yeah, the the kit issues all need to be resolved. You need to get better at customer service and you need to get better and more honest. It's actually an easy thing to do um, at PR. We're not asking you to employ a PR firm who goes out and reshapes your image. We're just asking you to, to be honest and say, yep, yep, we've copped up here, but here's what we're going to do to fix it. And if you do that, then you might turn it around. Um, but I, I don't think that there'll be a lot of hope for turning it around if, if they don't. But uh, we will keep on it. We'll keep monitoring it, folks. People asked us, you know, they, they, we did ask for an interview last week. They're always available to come on. Uh, they're always, sorry, uh, welcome to come on and do an interview with Heartland. Uh, and we will ask them all of this. But at the moment, uh, what we were told is that they are spending, uh, basically, they, they don't want to focus on anything other than fixing the issues. But... Uh, we need to see some evidence of that, and we need to see results. Speaking of results, let's move on to a victory uh, against Kilmarnock on Saturday. Rangers winning 2-0. Goals in the second half from new boy Kamar Roth. And from, I'm not telling Jimmy Bell he spelt that wrong. Um, as one of our listeners said to us, if Jimmy Bell says the boy's name's Roth, his name's Roth. Uh, and uh, the brilliant Ryan Kent gave us the victory. Now, before the game kicked off, Cammy, the big news was in a 20-man squad, there was no place at all for Alfredo Morelos. He didn't make the 20. The manager said uh, his head's been turned, he's, he's not trained well. Uh, he's basically, from what we can infer, don't want to put words in his mouth, this is me speaking, that he wasn't at all happy with his attitude or his performance in training last week. Uh, initially, there were some reports that, uh, or, or suspicions that he'd refused to play online. That's not true. He hadn't. Uh, he was available for selection. He just wasn't selected. Now, that's not to say that he didn't, uh, that he covered himself in glory at training last week. Obviously, he didn't. And news today, the Monday, that, that Leela are, are back in. I think now this has gone past a situation where he can stay. I think that we've got to get a deal done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I do want to do just before we get into that detail, David, as well, is to, to um, also kind of re-emphasise what you said there, was that this isn't Morelos now refusing to play. It is about Gerard thinking that he's not in 
condition to be able to try and do that. It's not physical, more mental. And and listen, do you know what? That there's probably a lot of merit to it. I would also like to give kudos uh, to the mad, mad mental Celtic fans creating stories on WhatsApp about Alfredo Morelos apparently playing dodgems in the car park and damaging loads of players' cars. It's just brilliant, some of the fantasy that these people come up with, because it's total bullshit. But as pair, Celtic fans love talking about Rangers and wherever they can stir the pot, wherever possible. Um, I think it was the right thing to do. I sometimes criticise Gerard because I think that he does put a lot of his selection decisions on how players have trained. But in this, I'm 100% behind him because I think that if Alfie hasn't been given 100%, what kind of message is that is just to say, yeah, well, you're going to start regardless. I don't think that he has been himself in terms of what we've seen recently. I'm not saying that he's played badly. I'm not throwing him under the bus like that. But what I would say is that if when you're preparing for a big game, and all of our games are big games at the moment because we want to continue the great start that we've had to the season, then you are going to have to make an assessment based on where that is. And if that's not working because that player is not applying themselves appropriately, then their place is at risk. And um, well done to the manager for having the, the balls to make that decision because I, I know a lot of managers wouldn't have and they would have played them regardless. So it was a surprise to see it. But I think, you know, with the, the, the benefit of hindsight, absolutely the correct decision. James, he did change the team up, something that I think we've all um, had issues with in the past. There were four changes um, to the team and there was a kind of slight tweak of formation um, because we have played a 4-2-3-1 this season, but Ryan Kent was given much, I thought, was put more centrally. Um, Yanis Hadji was dropped to the bench. Ruth and Itten came in. Um, Itten played out kind of wide right on in the first half which I didn't think suited him at all but went into the middle as a kind of traditional striker in the second half and I thought showed uh you know some some signs of linking up well with with Kamar Roof and Stephen Davis came in for for Glenn Kamara uh, he did reshape the side Brandon Barker was probably the surprise inclusion but I, I thought that on top of the the team being changed one of the things that I complain about with, with all managers is that if you just change light for light, you're maybe ignoring a base issue, which is, it, it's maybe not the personnel, it's maybe the system. He, he did clearly tell them more crosses, get it forward quicker and more shots at goal. Yeah, um, but I think the, the issue we maybe had in the first half was we were almost trying to kind of find our feet with that because... I thought the you know the shots that we had in the first half they were far too far out to really cause the Kilmarnock goalkeeper many issues. Um, yeah, that that was a frustration. Another frustration was yes, we were crossing more, but half the time when we were crossing, it was either a ball that there was no chance that Cedric Hitton was going to get his head onto, or Cedric Hitton was about fifteen yards away from the box itself, and therefore it seems utterly pointless to try and play balls in that are absolutely ideal for the Swiss target man. Um, and him not being there in the first place. Hang, so th- hang, hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. For the Swiss target man. Sorry, sorry, I didn't realise that we brought on the fucking tabloid journalist here. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? Yeah, Mixing the power forward. The Swiss ta- All right, Graham Hunter, thanks very much for that. 
<laughs> this is why people want to punch your voice. <laughs> Things like that. But in any case, um, the distribution <laughs> was tricky in the first half. I thought I thought there was more intention in terms of trying to trying to get shots and goal, obviously, but. Uh, they were limited to shots from deep, as I say, which I thought was a frustration. But I give a lot of credit to Gerard for in the second half, clearly recognising that was an issue, and we changed it, and we got a lot better, and we mixed up the way that we were bringing the ball in from wide, and that really, really helped us. Um, uh, and ultimately, that's what that's what got us the lead. And once we once we had that lead, we were very settled because the one thing that we're noticing is our defence is so so secure. Now, um, you know, it's it's record-breaking in terms of how secure it is. Uh, and there's a lot of depth there with that as well. So very, very happy with that. Cammy, I, I have to say that I thought that the English goth, Ryan Kent, um, was brilliant. He was clearly given a lot more responsibility by the Scouse football manager. I'll stop now, James. Uh, Stephen Gerrard. And he has been brilliant <laughs> so far this season. Uh, he has been. I, I, I do bully him, don't I? I mean, I'm a bad person. Yeah, you, well, you are a bad person, and you're a bad. I am a bad so. person. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. that is true. But um, it, it, now the reason that we bring this up is, of course, he's been strongly linked with Leeds United. They're apparently coming back in for another bid. And look, I, I get the situation in Scotland with anyone when big money's being offered. You know, you you have to to look at it. We get the financial realities. But he's in my cannot sell list. I, I, I think he's, you know, we all know he's such a talented player, but he is happy at Rangers. He's, he's not in the slightest bit agitating for a move. Um, he loves it here. He showed last summer how much he wanted to come here. He knows that he's the main man, um, especially the, if Alfie's going. Um, and he's reveling in it. I, I, I don't think that we can afford at this moment to let Ryan Kent leave. Um, so. I think the, the the talented young winger is. Am I just following the same flow as this? Is Where's that what it, I think? from? Yeah, yeah. The uh, English winger. Oh, just jump on the David bandwagon, why don't you, Cammy? God, you have. No... I'm not jumping on a David bandwagon. I'm jumping on a bullying James bandwagon, and that's something which, frankly, you know, sells out every single time there's a trip. However, um, I think it's interesting to see where Ken. Probably had a little bit of a of a free role league. I'll, I'll bring in another football cliche within that, um, because he is going to create a chance um, or provide you with a quality cross, which very few um, players in Scotland and potentially within the UK actually um, can create for you out of nothing. And there was one opportunity in the first half, David, <clears throat> excuse me, where um, he, he he's coming inside just from the the, the left hand side of the eighteen yard box. Uh, looks like he's going to cut in and drive in on his left, and he does this one. Kevin Thompson in commentary called it a chop, where he just literally moves the ball out from under his feet, and in one swift movement, he's then been able to create the ball away from himself, where he then puts in a right-footed curler, which the keeper palmed over. Uh, a little bit more to the right-hand side, and that's making the keeper properly work, and I, I dare say potentially could get in goal. That's the kind of stuff that he's capable of. What what I would say though more than anything else, is that he has to be able to make sure that he doesn't get too frustrated at times because there was times in the first half where I felt he was maybe kicking his own arse a little bit too much 
And I think that he just, that's maybe just a young, you know, youthful mentality of, you know, I want to do more and he's got the appetite for it. And it's going to come good for him in the game at some point. He is harsh on himself. You can see that, you're right. He He is is. really harsh on himself. Do you know what? I've seen it in Tav. I've seen it in Morelos. I can see it in other players. And I get it, but he's too talented to allow himself to get down because he is going to make the difference. And Mm. when he, he did score in the game, when he eventually did score... I think everybody unilaterally said he massively deserves that. And I wish he told himself that when he eventually got the goal and stuff. So in terms of what he brings to the team, I think he's a critical component of it. Very, very interested to see as to how he played that role on Saturday. Uh, because I think you've hit the nail on the head. We, we kind of give him that opportunity to go and manage the game as he sees fit and make the difference, uh, which he absolutely can do. So therefore, I'd like to be able to make um, sure that we, if we're going, if we're worst case scenario, if we lose him, that we're going to bring in somebody of really sincere quality because that is going to be a massive, massive hole for us if we end up having to sell him. Totally agree. I, I just think he's a super player, but he is happy. You know, this, this is this is not for somebody. Sure. I think we all can be growing up about it. Alfredo is looking now. I think he's head at his next club, to be honest. Um, but I really don't believe that to be the case at all with Ryan Kent. So, you know, with no need to sell him, he's he's under contract. If Leeds come with a, or anyone else comes with a ridiculous bid, then okay, I think grudgingly we accept it. But the fee that have been mentioned so far, I ain't touching the sides for me um, at this point. James, a, a surprise call-up was Brandon Barker, a guy who's taken, let's be honest, a power of criticism um, uh, and jokes over the last few weeks. And I thought he played well. Um, I thought that he he never hid, firstly. He was always looking to get on the ball and try and make things happen. One really nice touch in the first half um, ended up in a cross for Kamara being blocked. And then the second half, he was constantly driving at them, was involved uh, in the second goal. And... Yeah, the manager spoke after the game about if you can get him and Kent firing, then it means they can't put three men on Ryan Kent, which we see a lot. It means that they've got concern from the other side. And I, I thought it was a decent display from Brandon Barker. It was a lot better than what the vast majority thought he was going to put in. Um, I think there was a perception that Brandon Barker is almost like this other project of, of the manager, but clearly he earned this place off the back of from what people have said, was a good midweek performance in the friendly against Plymouth. Um, and that showed, actually, because I think there's a bit more hunger uh, in his game now, because I think he maybe understands more in terms of what his role needs to be. Um, you know, he is someone that is going to use his speed to kind of go down both flanks. He's very capable of that. But what he was beginning to do was he was beginning to show a bit of creative spark along with that as well, in terms of, you know, passing the ball, finding the right you know, balls to play and, you know, he's involved in the second goal, as you say. So there is a lot more to offer, I think, from from his point of view. And had Joe Rebel been fit, I'm sure that he would have been someone that probably would have been in place there. But sometimes a game requires a player like Brandon Barker over a Joe Rebel in that position. And it's good to be able to have that option to know that he's someone that's going in and put in a shift. But for fuck's sake, just shave your head admit it and just get the Barnet away. You, I, I'm convinced they'll get all Alan Hutton and become a better player as a result of it. Just shave your head. Do it now. Get over it. Well, as a baldy, um, uh, then obviously I would say to him, but I, I didn't go bald 
at his age. It must. It's a lot easier to be my age and accept it than than his. But yeah, uh, I'm sure that's an an option for him. But a, a really good display and encouraging. And as as James mentioned, there it's options, more options, more options. That's that's what we need. The more options we've got, more attacking. You know, Joe Rebo to come back in is pretty exciting. Um, you know, roof settling in, and uh, beginning to to as I say, link up well with them in the second half. Now, I just spoke about a link up and I'm thinking, great, two up front, brilliant. This is this is more like it. Now, Cammy, let's not, though, when we're praising the front line, uh, let's not forget the the record equaling performance of the Rangers' back line. Five clean sheets to kick off a season, the first time since 1929-30. Remarkable, really. And we've only conceded five shots on target this season, one of which was from the halfway line or inside his own half against Livingston. Uh, the defence has been playing really superbly. And we talked about changes to the side. I, I think an interesting one was a change that wasn't made, which was John McLaughlin retained his place. Alan McGregor uh, uh, at had only had two full sessions with the team. So the, the manager said he felt that there was no, no need to rush him back in. But John McLaughlin is is not doing anything wrong at the moment. Although for me, I suppose I always think of Alan McGregor as the number one. But there might be a decision to be made there when Alan McGregor becomes, you know, fully fit, which you'd imagine would happen this week. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of went on record as saying I think McLaughlin could be potentially put in the bracket of our best signing so far of the season. Um, because he's come in and not missed a beat. And uh, I, I think that when you talk about that, you talk about, uh, I mean, you're, you know, historically you think of your keeper and the four defenders in front of him, but obviously our style of play, if you were to then say that your four defenders have equal responsibility of 25% apiece, we actually know in our style of play that's far more likely to be uh, more heavily weighted towards the centre the central defenders, because our fullbacks are, are, are predominantly going forward. What I will say, though, is I think that Tav has started to be able to cover his area well. And Borna, when he's got the ball, see when, he's, see when Borna's got the ball in his own corner, and he did this a couple of times uh, against Kelly, typically you would expect him just to, you know, launch it up the park um, and try and get rid of it or whatever if he's in close quarters. Whereas, he just puts it to one side of the guy and then just strips him for pace. And within a, 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 an area of about maybe 15 to 20 yards, we've turned a quite tight, compact area into a massive wide open space as Bonner can then come forward with the ball. Kelly obviously won't, and the vast majority of our domestic opponents, won't commit lots of guys up front. So all of a sudden he can then roam forward, go into their half and then we're on another attack. Um, but Absolute kudos to, to Goldson and, and Hellander. Hellander in particular, I think, having come back in from such a layoff. Um, and it, this wasn't COVID determined. This was, again, injury recovery. So even if we had been playing games uh, throughout the, the necessary break, Hellander wouldn't have been playing anyway. But to come back and look as cool and calm and composed as he is, the guy, I mean, I, I think we've got a real superstar here, David. I really, really genuinely do. I thought that when we bought him, and he was obviously had these injury difficulties. But um, at the press conference that you were at on Friday, when when you know we were talking about uh, the questions put to Goldson about what's that like, he's like playing alongside him is just he's cool, and he so is the way how he comes out with things is absolutely fantastic. He was he was 
in consideration for me as a as a man of the match on Saturday. He wears Yeezys, but like a lot of these, the young yeah, folk. Yeah, well then, sell them. Get rid of them. Put them in with the Kent deal. Get rid of them. Yeah, like the, the youngsters today, they, they do that um, with, their, with their Yeezys and their, their rap music and, and all the rest of it. But uh, I'm just an, an old fuddy-duddy who hermit who lives in Ayrshire, so what do I know? Um, but no, he's, he's been excellent. And you know, all three centre-backs we've used this season, James, have been have been terrific. And uh, you know, I'd asked the manager at press conference last week about the two holding midfielders that need why he feels you know, he needs them. Uh, and he said, and he, he spoke about it again on Saturday, it's because we want our full-backs basically in the opposition half all the time, so we need that cover. And, and that, to be fair, there is a defensive solidity. I often speak about being a child of the 80s as soon as revolution you build from the back mm. yeah um, and, and it's working so you can't turn around and say oh you know, there's a problem there because what he's doing is is making sense and it is working for the team um, I, I think that if you were to ask me you know, what's the what's the kind of main defensive partnership at the moment your know, Conor Golton is absolutely in there but then I think either Hellander or Balogun either would be absolutely fine I wouldn't have a problem with either of them being in, in, in the in the team on any given match day, to be honest. Um, I think Hellander has shown, particularly the last couple of games when he's been in, he is quicker than maybe what people think. We maybe assume that Hellander's this kind of sort of he's he's more, you know, out and out defender, whereas Balogun's maybe a bit more athletic. We've seen a couple of times that Hellander's ran back, tracked back, and put in challenges um when he, when he's needed to. And you know, he is good at that as well. So you know, they're both international defenders. They're both really, really solid. And whoever plays alongside Conor Goldson, I think, works absolutely fine. So it's a fantastic position to be in in that respect. Yeah, uh, I, I I really like the, the look of the, the structure of the defence at the moment. I suppose it's just frustrating when you're playing a team like Livingston and they don't have any guys um, really heading to attack you that you think, well, could we afford to lose some, a midfielder in there perhaps for a forward? But... Certainly, in the majority of games, you can kind of see, uh, you know, well, go on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, I think that's less about then, you know, what the defenders are doing. It's more about which one of the midfielders who are holding, who, what can they do that offers more in that scenario? Then does it need to be two guys like this? Is this is why there's been the criticism of Jack and Kamara is because they're both doing quite a similar job. And the problem we had with Livingston was we didn't need both of them doing that job, but neither of them seemingly have the capacity when playing for us to offer something extra. It's why people have talked about, oh, could Joe Rebo play in that position? Could he then, you know, advance more if need be? Do we need? Is that where we need to recruit in terms of bringing in someone who's a bit more box to box who can offer that role in terms of protecting, but when need be can drive forward, can play passes, can do that extra little bit. That's where the frustration comes in in terms of the midfield, I think. Now, speaking of frustration, Cammy, one thing that, that has been noticed uh, and discussed and certainly flagged up a lot to us uh, over at Hartman Tivers was that, that last week the, there was an awful lot of negativity swirling around um, the Rangers support. Uh, and to be fair, there were you know, certainly reasons for it. We dropped two points at Livingston. We uh, had that these horrendous stories coming out about the kit. Um, but it really did seem 
incredibly negative. And it got me wondering about the factors behind that. Now, these are I'm just going to throw a few out there, and I want to know what you both think of how reasonable they are as as factors that need to be taken into condition, uh, need to be taken into consideration. The first things first is 2020 has been a really weird and challenging year for all of us. You know, lockdown, COVID, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you've got that. First of all, people in their day to day lives are having issues. Secondly, people can't get into the games, which is source of huge frustration. Thirdly, we're absolutely desperate for success. We're incredibly desperate for success. But fourthly was something that was was put forward to me by my friend Tom, and he says, we also have a bit of PTSD from the last decade, and it won't be lifted until we are the champions again. What are your thoughts, Cami, on, on first of all the reaction, and then those... Uh, those factors perhaps as being mitigating factors? I think it's difficult at the moment given for the first time in, in kind of our generation, David, and in terms of, I kind of put you and I in that bracket, um, that when we've had challenging periods in our history, we didn't have things like social media at that time um, where it was easy to be able to kind of air that. And and you kind of, you, you maybe went back to like things like before social media, you talk about things like message board forums and all of that kind of thing as well, which are your kind of main kind of go-to acid test, if you want, in terms of where the kind of support was and stuff. And it's difficult, right? Because people will be aggrieved about what's going on and, and they will be pissed off that games are being played, they can't get into them. It just feels to me as if there's a real atmosphere at the moment that things are either brilliant or they're shit and it's one or the other it can't be both and despite as you say a kind of record beating start to the season in terms of where we're at we drop points to Livingston and all of a sudden it's baby bathwater time and, and that's where it just feels to me as a little bit that with all the factors that you mentioned what should be really really important at this point in time especially if you've got any kind of online presence whether you're on Twitter or whether or not you're doing anything else as well, is, do you know what, take a breath. Just try and remain calm and remain a bit patient because all I feel at the moment is that there's all this pressure on us to stop 10. And Clive Tilsley, who, by the way, was superb again um, in commentary and RTV, as was the RTV coverage. And I didn't want to do today's show without mentioning that. So well done to um, everyone at Rangers and the TV production team there as well. But Clive Tilsley's got it totally right. It's not about stopping 10, it's about getting number 55. And I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the game back, David, because obviously you were there. But I have, yeah. Yeah, when you hear that, you kind of get a wee bit of the battle fever. Do you know what I mean? Because he's saying, you know, we should be doing this and we should. And if he's coming in and he's understanding that, then I would like our support to try and remember it. Um, all we can do is focus on ourselves and we need to be able to focus on our successes and where we're being able to do this. We're talking now at the moment that. Yes, our squad, or our first 11, shall we say, could have some key players taken out of it to the tune of 35 to £40 million. Pounds. Now, if you want to go back five years ago, could you imagine that we would have got to here in such a short space of time? So, yes, we've had a shit journey, but my God, the recovery is moving at a swift pace, and people need to remember that. But I think all I can really say is, I don't know if it's one thing. I don't. I think it is a number of different factors that you mentioned. I just wish people would be a little bit more patient and just take a breath and think, do you know what? Maybe there's bigger issues here. Maybe there's bigger things that I can focus on. And social media is a great place to go and, um, you know, air those 
increases the discontent. But just think about actually how do I want to come across here and what do I want to do? And if you're just going to moan constantly, how are you going to change the narrative? How's that going to work? So I think we kind of need to do that a bit more collectively. I think I always just think, you know, other Rangers fans are not your enemy. They want exactly what you want and they're hurting at the lack of success too. Um, so I think that I can kind of understand that. And I think, you know, it is difficult when there is this, what feels like unremitting negativity at times um, because the, the we're not. We're going to drop points, James, this season. Uh, unfortunately, there, there are times we're going to drop points, and it's how we deal with it, and how we recover, and how we move on. Yeah, we can't allow ourselves to get that wound up uh, every time we drop points. That's not. That's not sustainable. We, we can be annoyed, absolutely, but you know what? What we had in last week, you know, going online and and you know having these kind of discussions with Rangers, it wasn't fun. It wasn't nice being able to go on and, and looking at this and seeing all the different arguments and it, it getting a lot more you know, visceral, I think, despite the fact that it's actually been a really, really good start to the season. And you know, things are looking a lot better early on than what they you know, maybe did last season, for example. We're, we're looking in really good shape. Um, but one poor result and all of a sudden... You know, things are feeling a lot different. And I get that we're still maybe wanting the performance on the park to kind of be at a level where we think think it should be at. Yeah, 100%. Totally that. Performance level, you know, I thought it was showing signs of getting there at the weekend, but I don't think we've really had a game so far this season where you say, yeah, we were brilliant from start to finish. No, that's not that's not happening yet. But name me, name me a team that is able to do that so early on in the season where they can put in a performance at that level. It's so, so rare that that happens anyway. But this season for so, so many of us is so, so important for reasons we all know about. Um, and so it has to be perfect from the get-go for so many of us. And if there's any sign that there's going to be a slight chink in that armour, then that's that's a problem and it's hard to deal with. And then when you've got the things that we've talked about before in terms of Castor and whatnot as well, people are going to moan and they're moaning because they can't get into games at Ibrox at the moment in the morning because they can't have a regular life routine that they're so used to for things that are just totally out with the control. But, you know, perspective, and it's, it's easy for people to turn around and say, you know, let's have perspective and whatnot because, you know, every, everyone is feeling different at the moment. There's no one single way that we're all feeling. Um, but it's, it's not as bad as what last week suggests. It's far from it. It's far from it. So... I think when the team are winning and when when things are going well, we should feel a lot happier about about how things are because it is it is good and it is something to be happy about. Of course, just win the fucking league and that'll solve a lot of problems. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. There's a, that we are solutions focused. We are the type of people who like to who who like to. To, to come up with something so do that and I think we'll we'll get there Cam you can't wrap up this week with a qualified ref hat on if you please uh, Kevin Clancy at the weekend for it was he again the Cedric Hitton booking I mean three letters W T and F yeah um, I, I'm, I'm almost in fact no I'm not even close to getting Cam down as a result of that uh, yes Kevin Clancy um We'll do everything that he possibly can to ensure that um, 
he will do whatever he can to make sure that Rangers will have as as, as tough a game as possible. Um, has been able to make sure that we've been cheated out of things previously. The Etten booking defies belief. I, I have no idea what it is. And I, I know that we're in a spot where we can't moan about referees. But in fairness, though, David, we have to be able to talk about these things. Because if you do it when you've dropped points, it's going to seem like sour grapes. So I would rather talk about it when we've won the game in spite of the referee. And I use that phraseology deliberately. We won in spite of Kevin Clancy because it wasn't just the it and booking. Brandon Barker get wiped out in a tackle, which yes. is ridiculous. He, w- he wouldn't give us a free kick because he wouldn't give us a free scored. kick. Yeah, and if you look at the, per- the, the, the percentage of possession versus the percentage of foul, they don't add up. They, they, are, they are completely reversed. Um, because although we had the majority of the possession, we also made the majority of the fouls. I don't quite understand how that works. Uh, but again, until there is an overhaul of officiating in this country, um, I'm still of the belief that it's very, very easy to give fouls against Rangers, especially if you're Kevin Clancy. Um, the Itton booking was an absolute disgrace. And whilst I'm not even sure now, because the SFA just make it up as they go along as to whether or not we can appeal yellow cards, I, I think the club the club cannot turn a blind eye to these kind of things this early on in the season because it cost us having Alfredo Morelos involved within things. And that's probably why Clancy was pissed off because he was probably all hit up and bothered about getting the opportunity to book Morelos. Then he finds out he's not even in the squad and he's so pissed off about it, he decides that he's going to try and ruin the game whichever way he could. Um, there's a great tactic, a great uh, picture going around the internet at the moment of Alfredo has put up a picture of his daughter and his daughter is a spitting image and it's just Kevin Clancy booking her for no reason <laughs> other than just appearing in a photograph which is probably true um, until there's an overhaul of what Rangers have to continue the agenda with this I, I, I would hope someone at Rangers turns around and said we want to understand how he saw that as a booking and we need to start even if it's not going to change the decision because if you start to rack these up and you don't question them, because by sure Celtic would have, if you don't start to put that into the, 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 the conversation, it's going to continue and it's going to continue. And then we're going to eventually get to a run of games where we've got suspensions for yellow cards that are not yellow cards. Mm. We absolutely have to come out with these kind of things because we've, we've, we've been victim of it in the past, David. So as far as I'm concerned, the club need to maintain a narrative around officiating which is fit for purpose in this country if you're going to talk about 40 million pounds worth of talent across two players in your league just two then the refereeing has to be up to a standard which has to try and match where that is and that's just two players out of how many um it it really really disheartens me and it does make me question are we talking about incompetence or are we talking about something else bit of a change for you normally you're like anyway well well, let's hope we're not talking about it much I don't want to spend the season talking about this shit to be honest I'd rather just talk about the football so I I would I would too but then at the same point (laughs) I hate to say this as a referee but referees are part of the game and I'm not going as far by the way to don't tell me with this brush you're saying they're the most important guy in the field because they're absolutely not I've never believed that in my life but they are part of the game and if we're not going to raise the standards then that, to me, is unacceptable. So what is the SFA doing about this? Why is the SFA not looking at incidents like that as part of a referee's review 
and holding Clancy to account by saying, tell me why you think that's a, a, a yellow card and, and put him up to have to explain that. Because right now, I don't think that any of that will happen. So why not get away with it if you can get away with it? No, don't disagree with that. Um, I think that that's all fair and legit. Right, folks, that'll do us then for this week on Heart and Hand, although uh, Cammy will be back on Thursday uh, with a look ahead to the Hamilton match in Heart and Hand Extra. So uh, uh, he's, he's currently having to stay away from everybody because he was off on holiday last week, so he's got no excuses for missing this week. But... Uh, <laughs> But he, he will be back on Thursday. But of course, if you'd like to hear more from us, there's loads and loads of great content over at uh, our Patreon site, which is patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, where from just $1.99 per month.com, where from just $1.99 per month, you will get up to five shows every single day, everything you could ever possibly want about Rangers, not just current events, but historical looks, tactical looks, you name it, we've got it. So go and check it out if you like it it costs you two quid if you do like it and a lot of people do then you'll have a great time so thank you to our executive producers in london mike lee and paul myers thank you to my two guests today first of all the splendid cammy bell a pleasure as always thank you gentlemen the wonderful james forrest thank you david thank you cammy i'll be back here next monday uh, hopefully celebrating three points at hamilton until then have a wonderful week stay safe take care bye-bye Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.